Welcome back, Play on Canada Podcast. We have a son and father duo as guests today. Griffin Harvey is a former Play on participant who enjoyed the event. His dad, Warren Harvey, is a supporter of Play on. My sources say he's a big fan of our chairman, Scott Hill. So thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. Thanks for, hey, th- thanks, for, thanks for having us. Now, uh, you guys have an incredible story that I was filled in by Vince and Scott Hill about your participation throughout Play On uh, through the years. And you also have a really cool story about being on the Dragon's Den show that I want to dive right into. But first, I, I thought it would be a little more familiar to just uh, get to know you a little bit, start with your backgrounds before we dive into the Dragon's Den. I know, Warren, uh, we'll throw it to you, but... I, I got to say, Griffin's just came off the boat here to go do this podcast. So, uh, Griffin, you want to fill us in on your background? Sure. So, I'm Griffin. I'm 21. Played hockey for a lot of my life. Played York Mills uh, single A for most of it in varsity hockey in high school. Uh, I'm going in my fourth year at Dalhousie University out east in Halifax. And there, it's just mainly lug, if you guys are aware what kind of lug is, the university kind of hockey league. I'm playing a lot of that. Started at Play On when they first joined with Hockey Night in Canada when I was seven. So that was in 07. And can't remember where that exactly was in terms of that one. But I know I've played at Ontario Place, Hershey Center, Woodbine Racetrack. And in the last year of my Play On career, before it stopped, they did two locations in Toronto. One of the locations being Canada's Wonderland for that first year. It was like a kind of pop-up, if you want to call it. Um, and I did that one for my last year. So that's Griff. And Griff is, uh, for all 21 years, been a handful to manage and navigate. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, as parents always say, their kids keep them young. And uh, Griff is a prime example of a kid that uh, keeps us active and young. And so, you know, look, I, I pick up on some of the themes in Griff's commentary there that, uh, you know, certainly sport is a huge part of our family, always has been a huge part of our family. And and just prior to coming on the podcast, I started to think a little bit about how did that come to be? You know, as we were chatting earlier, I, things don't happen by mistake, as I like to say. And uh, so I grew up in Toronto. I'm a Toronto boy. And, uh, you know, I played hockey in Toronto. Um, and uh, growing up in the beaches, which is where I was raised, quite frankly, I thought it was the hockey capital of the world. I didn't think there was another place that celebrated road hockey or ice hockey like the beaches did in Toronto. And I, I, I can remember you know, carrying nets around the beaches of Toronto from one neighborhood to another neighborhood to play against other neighborhoods that we had never met before. When you when you grow up in that environment, and I was from a family of of uh, four children, and I had an older brother who was a a very competitive and um, skilled hockey player beyond my years or abilities, and uh, so from very early on, between him being a double A hockey player his entire life, and my sisters with figure skating and other things. I spent a lot of time in hockey rinks, as I think a lot of Canadian families, kids, parents alike have done in their years. And I think it was those early years, really, that shaped who I am, my love for sport. That's a great story. We got teased uh, just at the start of the episode about Dragon's Den, so let's go into it. I want to 
introduced the story, and then both of you guys attended the pitch at Dragon's Den. So after the changes in the NHL broadcasting rights, Scott tried to save the event by pitching on Dragon's Den. Where were you that day, and what was it like? Yeah, so that day, Scott invited us. We knew about it. He invited us earlier, but leading up to that, we were very excited. It was also something like you see on TV, you see the, like, max 45 second pitches you think these things are over and done within two minutes the experience is going on there you're waiting it you go into the cbc building we went in there's tons of other people you see all the knickknack products you see a whole bunch of stuff and everyone's like practicing their pitches in the hallway uh that day was very good not very stressful for us because we didn't have to do the talking scott was over the side practicing his pitch but it was just cool to watch everyone seeing all the products and all the ideas everyone was pitching and everything. And there were small TVs. We could watch the main stage. Um, It was even cooler once we went on and like going out and like seeing how much, how much goes behind making a singular episode or making a singular pitch in terms of the broadcasting of it. And like, I don't know, I would say, we were out there on deck for probably 40 minutes. These, even on TV, they're 30 seconds. They really cut these things down, and there's a lot more talking that people don't see. And besides the road hockey part of it, I think for me, I was young going on that show, and I think for me, it opened my eyes and almost extended my passion for business. And I think it was a very eye-opening experience for me and thought, it was extremely cool to have gone on that show and just to have experienced and been there that day. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And we played with all the Dragons road hockey while Scott and his wife were, took like 10 minutes to think about the deal and stuff like that. So we everyone brought sticks and we made nets and we had goalies and we were playing road hockey in the Dragons Den broadcasting center. So it was really fun. Yeah, so Vince, I loved how how – Griff kind of shaped that a little bit, you know, from how it's changed his perspective and left an imprint, right? And and frankly, I would say, um, I find a, a, there's there's something in that theme that ties back to play on, and and I want to get there in a moment. But you know, I want to just I'll give you my recollection and and my recollection of the setting because this is Dragon's Den. This is Dragon's Den. We're talking Mr. El Macombo, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Boston Pizza. I mean, we're talking some of this country's most successful entrepreneurs. This isn't, yeah, this isn't the B team. This isn't the beer league. This is the NHL. And so you're walking into that. And as, as Griff put it perfectly, there is no stress on us, but, that the tie I wanted to bring back to play on is that Scott extended an invitation, he extended an invitation to a range of past participants. Griffin was one. I happened to be one, but frankly, there was 25 others, maybe 30 others. I don't remember the exact count, but it, it just, you know, Take a moment and and let that kind of wash over because here you are perhaps making one of the most important presentations in your life to an audience that could potentially change your life. And Scott's perspective is to bring others. 
not because he needed the support in the pitch, because I can tell you he did not, but it's the nature and his inclusiveness that I think is demonstrative of what play on represents. It's he wanted others there, not just to demonstrate what play on is all about, but to demonstrate the energy that comes with it and make sure others had an opportunity to participate. And that stuck with me. And I'm an old guy who's been in the business world. I've been in and out of lots of boardrooms, but there was a wow factor when I sat back and pieced it all together about how Scott approached it. So, you know, if I can, like, just imagine now you're sitting in the green room at the CBC studios down on Front Street, all right? You walk down there with your amazing son who's got a hockey stick, a pair of shorts, a play-on t-shirt, and a pair of gloves on. You have no idea what to expect. And yet you walk into the green room and you realize we're not alone. There's 30 other people in the green room. And I mean, I'm talking about guys that are in full goalie equipment, other guys have got shin pads taped to their bare legs. So it is the most unruly looking collection of people in the green room. And then they invite us out onto the floor in the dragon's den and we walk out in front of the dragons. And I think they thought animal house had showed up though, because they were as excited and energized in seeing this collection of people as I think many others would be if they went to a play on event and they hadn't seen one or saw it for their first time. It was astounding. And, but very quickly it went from eyes wide open. What in the world just came out in front of us with all of these folks dressed in hockey gear to Scott dialing into the pitch and speaking about the grassroots nature of these events and, and the year-over-year year growth that they'd experienced and are experiencing. And the feedback from participants and the prospects of growth and expansion, both in-country and cross-border. And all of a sudden, it went from a half a dozen dragons who were energized and excited and wowed by Animal House coming out on the floor dressed like a bunch of road hockey players to heads down, notebooks open, creating valuations on a business that was incredibly unique. And that was the second point that was a wow factor was something that I hadn't necessarily translated, road hockey and road hockey events on a national basis to a business valuation. And Scott did that. Scott did that. And so for me, it was astonishing, really. And it was, again, I think a, a tribute to Scott, his vision, the grit, and his willingness to push through all of the roadblocks and seven children to turn out something that you can take from a road hockey event that started on the East Coast and present it to the most successful entrepreneurs this country probably has seen, or at least would stack up within, and present that sort of an outcome. Quite astonishing. And I think on that, that also that event also on a business standpoint networked me. And just last year, I reconnected with one of the dragons 
just by accidentally running into them actually on the waterfront in Halifax. Um, and that led to a fun night. We, he invited me over and my two buddies that were with me at the time and just a fun night we got to spend with him and stuff like that. There's certainly a lot to unpack there, and uh, I don't know what to think of this. That you guys were a little more nervous talking to us in the dragons den, uh, <laughs> or the dragons. So that that's funny, and uh, it's also it's so great to hear the unity behind Scott here. And uh, I feel like you definitely uh, you hit all the nails, or you covered all the bases that we wanted to get out of that. Just hearing a, just that story about being like such a team effort and just the grit by Scott to really like propel play on the, at that specific time. No, at the beginning, Griff, you talked about all these different locations you played at play on. And I just want to talk to you about those different events. Uh, one thing I love hearing is how every person we talk to, there, there's almost like a different getaway they like about the event, whether it was the music, being outdoors or just hanging out with yes. your friends or even just everybody getting together then going out afterwards. So I just want to ask you, Griff, about uh, your play on experiences and uh, what really stuck out of your mind just thinking back to those tournaments. Well, for me, all, I think first and foremost, the obvious part, I've always loved road hockey since a young kid. And I think one thing I didn't bring up at the beginning I should have was um, – I don't know if you guys are aware of the Chris, the Santa Claus parade in Toronto. Yeah. So we used to go to that every year growing up when we were young and um, being, if you want to call it somewhat the hoarder of hockey equipment, hate throwing stuff away. We had thousands of road hockey sticks in our garage. And what we used to do is bring them to the Santa Claus parade and you have to go early to get your seats so you can sit front row. We used to bring probably 100 road hockey sticks in four pylons, make two nets, and we'd have road hockey ball, chuck them on the streets, and kids would just come and play. So that was, so from a young age, I've always had a love for road hockey, and I remember the first time I ever saw a play on commercial. I was watching hockey in my parents' bedroom, and I saw the play on commercial and immediately wanted to do it. So I got boys from my team, my hockey team, and we made it to put a team together got our goalie to strap on the pads outside. And every year from going on, we kept, for the most part, the court, a couple of boys the same. Some changed as some guys went to other teams. We kept it just from our team, though. Um, but every year we did a barbecue and a swim midday. So my cousins, we'd always go to my cousins um, midway between our game schedule, usually after our second game kind of thing, in between our second and third We'd go do a huge barbecue and a swim midday. That was a huge highlight for me of every event. Um, but I think another highlight was just getting to play against so many people that I knew or didn't know um, throughout my years of doing it. Some have made their way to the NHL now that I remember playing against in road in a small road hockey tournament, which is quite funny. And I think looking back on those kind of things and watching the celebrity games of people in the NHL or singers and all that and seeing them around, it's just a camaraderie and community I think road hockey brings in general. Well, yeah, boy, I'll tell you, it's a great question, Vince Brandon, because, uh, and uh, Griff, I'd completely forgotten about all the years of the Santa Claus parade and lugging 
50 sticks each on our backs. We looked like, and you boys are maybe too young, but there was an old album cover, and I'm talking vinyl, boys. I'm not talking digital. I'm talking vinyl. Led Zeppelin of an old man carrying a bag of sticks on his back. There were twigs from the woods, but nonetheless, that's what we looked like en route to University Avenue every year for a dozen years. We set up in front of Sick Kids Hospital, and it was, again, you know, I think it was um, a microcosm, very small, of play on. You know, you think back, when I think back to road hockey, I think about the, one of my favorite times was, yes, the game was amazing. Yes, the camaraderie was amazing. But I love the, um, the, the very opening moment, which was all about putting all the sticks in the middle of the road, put them in the pile. And, you know, in, a, in a, uh, an unqualifying manner, throw them out to build your teams. And, and that was kind of University Avenue at uh, Sick Kids Hospital and Santa Claus Parade. So that's a great pickup, Griff. I love that. But, you know, back to play on my memories, I would agree with Griff. I, I think, you know, we've been to, and frankly, I don't know who was more excited about it, Griff or I. Um, I think, uh, you know, when, when Griff was six and a half years old, and so he's a 2000 born, um, it would have been the, I think, the first year, and I don't know how many there were, when Play On um, um, established an association with CBC and Hockey Night in Canada. And I, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday, watching a hockey game, and a segment came on for Play On, and Griff was watching it with me and turned around and said, I want to do that. And as a parent of a six and a half year old who loves shiny objects and is all over the place, you think, well, that'll go away by tomorrow. But it led to a characteristic that we've learned is uh, very much Griff. My wife and I affectionately refer to it as dog on a bone. And uh, Griff was a dog on a bone for play on. And that first event in 2007 and uh, it, frankly, it, opened my eyes to what play on was. And as a parent, you, you feed off of the energy, happiness, and excitement of your kids. And if Griff wasn't enough, add five of his buddies and then multiply that by 3000 when you walk into a play on event and uh, it's a powder keg. And so that for me was the moment. It was the first moment and it was the important moment that I think has kept Griff attached to it. Um, you know, building his team through the year. I mean, the details that I, my wife and I suffered through. Like, let me guess, there's a tryout. No, well, we didn't quite get, <laughs> we didn't quite get there, Brandon, but it wasn't far from it. There was dinner table conversations about, okay, you know, what positions, okay, you need you need a sniper on the left side, okay, who's in the lineup? Oh, boy, you know, um, uh, this guy wants to play net, but, you know, he's a winger on the regular team. Do you think he can carry his weight if we put him in the pipes? And so, you know, all of those things that went from that January hockey game, thank God 
June or July arrived because when that event finally came, it was like, again, the world had been lifted off mom and dad's shoulders because it was going to be behind us. But they've been amazing events. Um, you know, they've, they've just really created some incredible memories. And, you know, as Griff pointed out, it's not just been for him. It's been for me, for his buddies, uh, and even, you know, our cousins who don't play, but, they call us and say, when's play on? Because we want Griffin and all his buddies to come over and have the barbecue mid-game or between games because we loved being part of that community as well. So it really, it opened up a lot of different aspects that I don't think you could perhaps conceive of before you've been to one of the events. I want to follow up, Warren, on one of the things that you said about being a parent. We have many participants of the event that that come on the podcast, but we don't really have that parent point of view. Why is this event a good experience for a parent with play on? Yeah. You know, I, I certainly won't profess to uh, be the nor of all when it comes to parenting. And I know Griffin will attest to that as well, but um, you know, I, I think I look at myself and my wife as uh, parents of, of two kids who you're looking to raise in a, a healthy, solid, fun upbringing. And if, and in addition to that, I think, or to feed that, if you will, I think you're always looking for activities and undertakings and opportunities for development for your children that will help create the characteristics that we all want in ourselves probably and in our children which is really our prize and treasure at the end of the day and so if you have an opportunity to participate in very well organized healthy fun exciting and engaging activities like play on that you know, create the excitement that I've witnessed in Griff and his buddies and buddies extended. I kind of say, who wouldn't want to participate? <laughs> or I ask, who wouldn't want to participate? Because I know, you know, I think back to being a parent of young kids and we're always looking for activities. And sometimes you're scratching your head. And so play on was one of those activities that I think, uh, you know, tapped a lot of bells on the style and type of engagement we love to see our kids to be part of. And it certainly didn't disappoint because if I go back to 07 and think of it now, here we are in 2021. And Griff, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think aside from one or, well, I don't know if you missed any years, but this is, I think, a great, great case in point as to why it's a great event. And, and I would suggest it's just, it's a fantastic event for parents to bring their kids to. And as a parent, I mentioned it earlier, and, and not to be a throwaway comment, I think I had as much fun going to the events. I really did. And I stood on the side of the 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 um, the rink or the uh, the small boards in 
whether it be Hershey Center or Ontario Place or up at Woodbine Raceway. And it wasn't just watching the four kids on our team play. Look across the 100 teams, 4,000 players, whatever it was, there isn't an individual, whether they were six, whether they were male or female, 60 male or female, that wasn't loving it. And I mean all the way through the weekend. So it's a spectacular event I, and, and one that I, I think I kind of tried to credit a little bit around the Dragon's Den description. It, it, it had a wow factor that I don't think I really anticipated when Griff said, I'm a dog on a bone. I'm going in this. And he's been the same way for 21 years, a dog on a bone. And as soon as play on comes back, he'll probably be back out on the street playing in it. And I think on that too, um, it was funny enough on the community and the parent part of everything. In second year, I moved into a house out east. So I go to Dallas. I was in res first year. And then in second year, got a house with five other buddies, um, most of which played I played hockey with throughout my career. So we've all we're a big hockey house, and we are out skateboarding out front of our house. And a kid down the street, just just down the street, was playing road hockey out front of his house. Dad was mowing the lawn, and the dad was wearing a play on shirt. So I immediately kind of went up and talked to them, and they had been doing play on for years but out East and come in high school and leading into the last year of play on, I always had a dream because I knew Dow was in my possible decision-making of universities before I committed. I always had a dream that if I went to Dow, I'd build a team out East, play in the out East play on, and then fly back at the end of the year and play in the Toronto play on. And I'd get to do double the play ons every year. But unfortunately, that didn't work out because play on stopped. But hopefully, in the near future. Well, that you never know. That may happen in the future. Where Scott Hill, we mentioned him a lot throughout the episode. Uh, he's working hard to bring play on back, and we'll see within the next couple months. Uh, and we have positive feeling about that. So we have to go. Unfortunately, we can speak to both of you for hours and hours and hours. But we have to go, Sally. Thank you to both of you for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And thank you for all your support with Play On over the past few years. I think everybody from Play On can definitely say thank you to that. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for having both of us. And uh, you're part of a great event and a great cause, great business. And there we have it. We have final thoughts coming up. Okay, final thoughts. We just spoke with son and father duo Griffin Harvey and Warren Harvey, two participants that love play on. Uh, what are your thoughts, Mr. Scott, on the episode? Well, these are two phenomenal guests. You know, that they had a lot to say and uh, a lot of positivity with them. And uh, not even about just play on. They, they had a general positive outlook on life, which I really resonated with me and uh and they were just, they were fun to talk to, you know. I appreciate Griffin uh, taking time out of his cottage uh, time to talk to us. It was a really fun, fun podcast. They had a lot of great stuff they had to say. And it was really cool to hear the kind of like the behind the scenes of Dragon's Den. You know, I, I work with a 
bit of a video background so I could I kind of understand it, but it, it still blows my mind every time you walk on set. So it's uh, it was great to hear that. And Vinny, what are your thoughts? Griff was on the boat. He was just coming from the boat to record our podcast episode. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, as you said, the behind the scenes of Dragon's Den, like how many episodes have you watched of that? I've watched probably every, every episode, like every panel. So that was that was very cool. We have to point out that Dragon's Den pitch never aired. So if you try to search it on YouTube, you probably won't find it. And the deal didn't go through between the Dragon and the board of directors of Play On. So unfortunately, that didn't happen as well. So in case you want to know the ending, that's what happened. Yeah, not really the Disney ending uh, that everybody was hoping for. But you know what? I think just this experience alone really, really resonated with everybody. So that's that's like the key takeaway I have. You know, this is it was a great experience for Play On. And uh, it certainly opened their eyes. It certainly sounded like the Dragons there were impressed with the pitch and uh, what Play On represents. Maybe Warren with his voice is going to take over our job soon. What a voice. He has a great broadcasting voice. That's what I also noticed too. I think that's all we have for this week. Make sure you follow us at Play On Canada for more information about Play On and the podcast and building Canada with one game at a time. Play On Canada.